This is The President's Neck is Missing. Your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world with host Rurik Yakel and special guest Neo Guevara. Warning, language, content, listen at your own risk. Here now is Rurik Yakel. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. I am Rurik Yakel, your host of The President's Neck is Missing. Uh, before we get going, uh, please send us your comments, concerns, and feedback at presidentsneck at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Love to hear from you. So your comments can be featured on future episodes. As uh, as America settles into the quagmire that is a U.S. election and polarization is at an all-time high, it's, of course, only fitting that the rhetoric from the far left becomes increasingly alarming where patriotism starts to be questioned. When the term anti-American resurfaces like it always does in that particular country, it's normally driven by the far right. That's a show for another time. However, in the most recent weeks, the far left mainstream media and the woke progressive left start asking for penance for the people who support and supported Donald Trump. Recently, Chris Hayes from the wonderfully democratic devoted MSNBC tweeted, the most humane and reasonable way to deal with all these people, if we survive this, is some kind of truth and reconciliation commission. This particular dangerous ideology began to get some traction on more than several leading liberal elite media sites from historian David Perry, Salon, Philadelphia Inquirer, and The New Yorker. Top it off, U.S. Representative AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee, foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. This particular part of cancel culture is too rich with hypocrisy and far more damaging at uniting an already broken country. Polarization is an all-time high, and I wonder what this particular movement does to those who voted for Trump. Should we gather the gravy seals and run them through the gulags? The fact Chris Hayes compared Trump's sycophants to the Truth and Reconciliation, which was the commission for bringing those responsible for gross human rights violations to justice in Africa during its apartheid, is ignorant. Good comparison, fuckstick. Do you really want to heal a country and move on from the toxicity that is Trumpism? Because canceling people from society and shaming them into submission doesn't move these people closer to your ecosystem. It pushes them further away. Look, I'll unpack this a little tighter for you. I can assume right now some people's feathers are ruffled because me criticizing the progressive left, the very house in which I live, is hurting their fragile sensibilities. It seems like I'm defending the pieces of shit who supported Trump. I serve no party. I have zero allegiance to political parties like you cheer for your favorite sports team. So the question is, why stop at the Trump devotees? How about a truth and reconciliation for all the Bush Jr. and Cheney sycophants that supported the illegal wars of Afghanistan and Iraq? Can we bring Bill Clinton and his cronies in for the cruise missiles that bombed the Al-Shifa pharmaceutical plant in the Sudan? I could go on. The so-called woke culture adopted primary from the left is like a fucking Terminator. A T-1000 designed to terminate any human that said or done something objectionable or offensive. And just like the fucking Terminator... Is that doesn't just assassinate anyone in today's social climate. No, these pieces of shit will travel back in time, hunt, and eviscerate anyone who, innocent to their own timeline, 
had the audacity to live within the parameters of the way society was living in that particular era. These Terminators aren't just lethal, but sanctimonious. Take that, Pope Francis. In the last decade, cancel culture has taken hold of the far left in a very serious way. And I like nothing, and like anything, there are degrees to it. Uh, as always, my good friend Neil Guevara from Satan's Kingdom, Massachusetts, can help peel back these layers. Welcome back, Guevara. Good evening, Mr. Yakko. How are you doing today, sir? I am fan-fucking-tastic. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Uh, I, I think with the, uh, the climate that I'm seeing here, I, I was uh, mentioning, uh, wanted your insight. Cancel culture. Awesome. The most arbitrary, subjective way of persecuting people on a whim. It's great. Um, you can hold people accountable for things that they've already potentially suffered for at the time where they made a decision that was regrettable 30 years down the road. Um, where do we draw the line? Where does it start? Where does it stop? So we want to... We want a petition to get Amber Heard out of uh, Aquaman. But I don't see anyone blocking every single Harvey Weinstein-produced film. Um, do we delete Mel Gibson roles? I mean, what do we do here? How long do people have to suffer for their mistakes? I mean, you go to jail, you do your time, you get out, and the, you know, the attitude is, is that society allows you to pay that debt to them and you're given a second chance and an opportunity to go about your life again. Um, yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. Uh, there, there is no, you know, foreseen actual sentence being they put forth. Everybody is just basically uh, outright canceling somebody. And I guess it's for the undetermined amount of time. Well, and there you go. So now you have um, mistakes that we all make. No one is above um, any form of judgment to cast it back to anybody else, right? I mean, if we're if we're going to sit there and point fingers, um, who can't be held accountable for moments of shitty behavior or momentary lapses of reason? But here's the issue. Like you say, because we don't see any foreseeable sentences or any end dates, we are giving people a life sentence for their mistakes, and that's just um, completely biased. And I would also go to say incredibly hypocritical. Yeah, I, I guess the, for me, the question is, what, what do we what do we want to do with these people? Are we supposed to cancel their lives, uh, make them obsolete in their professions? Uh, Louis C.K., a comedian, um, he can't be a comedian anymore. You know, he's not welcome on Netflix and he can't have comedy specials anymore. Uh, but we, do we take, put him on an island and we have his island of misfit toys where everybody's just running around trying to figure out, you know, how to open up a coconut? I mean, I mean I'm just curious what, what the end goal is here. I agree. Um, and, and that's what I mean. So we have this, these motivations of rah, rah, this mob mentality. We got to stand up for these injustices, which, hey, man, I mean, I can get behind that. I mean, who can't get behind like we got to fight injustices? That's that's totally awesome. But look at the causes here. Could you imagine if we donated half that amount of outrage and the energy involved in getting Amanda Heard removed from Aquaman to like, let's say, clean drinking water on reservations or any other cause of humanitarian nobility? Absolutely. How about like, if you're going to be woke, 
you know, uh, you could put forth the effort on the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, you could you could put forth, uh, you know, ideas of climate change. You know, wor- worrying about whether you know Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had a toxic relationship and where where that puts you. Um, you know, it's it's interesting as we talk about this. Uh, cancel culture has been going on for um, quite some time. And, uh, you know, earliest recollections uh, of cancel culture for myself go into um, people like it'd be uh, Roman Polanski, um, Michael Jackson. And to, you know, most recently and only because uh, he's serving time, Bill Cosby. Now, I guess what I'm wanting to know from you and what your thoughts are. Uh, Guevara is uh, as as people that are doing this pseudo activism, this you know this faux outreach of you know appropriation for you know making sure everybody is like we're we're gonna fight the injustices of the last you know two hundred years. Uh, can I listen to Michael Jackson still? Because the guy's still killing it. <laughs> Well, and, and, and that's a good point. Um, just because someone has done a shitty thing doesn't mean that everything they do is entirely shitty. Um, you're going to have people who are assholes, but are amazingly talented or skilled within a craft, man. Like your surgeon could be a racist piece of shit, but you know what? He saved you and did a heart transplant on you. And it was a one of a million success and you're alive and ticket like, like personal beliefs and occupations, right? I mean, where do we blur the line here? That's what I mean. Like what I do in you know within my life that's that's what i do what i do is a job that's that's also you know i mean there's lines there one can bleed into the other absolutely but there should be a level of privacy within a person's private life and you've got people blowing up an incident like what's going on with you know depp and herd and you know what um <laughs> let's be honest here man we're talking about these pampered people um who've lived a uh, you know, a catered life for decades, throwing their $1,000 bottles of vodka at each other and their servant-polished mansions. These people have access to the, all the resources and support possible that the majority of people in their situations do not have. Do you know how many women have no choice but to go back home to their abuser every single night and some can't even leave? These people can hop in a private jet and go to a fucking island in Honolulu and ride it out for the next year and a half if they want to. I mean, it just seems like uh, a real big waste of of, of, of attention and focus. We could be doing better than, than that shit. I mean, and I'll, I'll say something else up until, and I'm not going to say that this is acceptable, obviously, you know, abuse is abuse and, and nobody has the right to do that to another human being, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical. Um, but at the end of the day, what I saw as a kid between my parents, you know, and what they grew up witnessing between their parents, what's being reported, you know, as, as it stands between those two, even unto itself, the abuse unto itself is minuscule. And you know what I mean? And and that might not sound fair for me to judge that as a level. But when you if you want to draw comparisons just down the street, for all I know, the worst thing could be happening that's never going to hit a YouTube video that no one's going to care about. And it's going on regularly every day. And you know what? That could be a statistic next week in, in, in a homicide. And, and this is not that this is nowhere near that situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that we've moved these dials ever so slightly in time. And I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's really about the generation of, of parents, maybe Gen Xers 
um, that gave their kids too much self-esteem to, you know, basically told them that, you know, everything they do is just fucking perfect. And everything they do, little Johnny's shit doesn't stink. You know, activists, uh, young activists today, you know, even talk about things like, you know, try to cancel Abraham Lincoln for Christ's sake. And, and yeah, you know, get, given the the timeline and you, and you look at what he did during that time. And it, it's amazing to me that somebody in the 21st century has so much courage to look down on Abe Lincoln and go, you know, Abe, Abe Lincoln is not a bad guy. Um, you know, he did some, he did some, uh, great things, I guess, but I don't think the, but the bad things outweighed the good. I think like, congratulations. Uh, that's a, that's a, what a noble, noble thing to, to look back, you know, <laughs> decades and decades later, hundreds of years later, that's pretty woke. Well, and here's what's awesome. How how could anyone be dismissive of the Emancipation Proclamation? How are you actually just going to be like, yeah, but I mean, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, he's still a dude in a time, and he's going to be a representative, unfortunately, to some degree of that era. Like, come the fuck on, man. Uh, well, you know, it was like Ulysses S. Grant, uh, you know, who actually, you know, fought against the rebels, the, the Confederation, and he was gifted a slave. And and he let the slave go, but that ain't that ain't enough, right? Like you know, it's like oh man, that Ulysses just you know if he I wish he knew what we knew. Like what's wrong with that fucking guy, huh? Like I'd like to know what he thought of the fucking Star Wars prequels, because <laughs> yeah, you'd think he was from the eighteen hundreds or something, right? <laughs> 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 like like wow how could he be so ignorant like this guy's like uh, hundreds of years out of touch man it's like <laughs> do you ref- do you understand what you're talking about <laughs> exactly you know it's uh it, it, it goes further you know uh, liberal universities nowadays are they they have safe zones and 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 free speech zones and 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 they they denounce anybody that has a you know contrasting view that they have and they and they you know basically uh they try to police that they have this movements and protesting of getting people that you don't like whether it's Jordan Peterson or you know Ben Shapiro and look i mean they're broken watches they're right twice a day they're human beings and they're nuanced people and not everything that one person says can be summed up and encapsulated into one fucking idea. Like, you know, interesting guys to think that, yes, I mean, there people do shitty things. We're fucking human beings, but I, I, but shutting down dialogue and shutting down people's thoughts, whether you like them or not, you're, you're really ultimately you're going to, you're hindering yourself you're ultimately eating your own fucking babies. And and we know that only the Democrats do that. <laughs> <laughs> only if they're adrenalized, man. But but like this is this is what it comes down to. And I mean, you want to take a look back at cancel culture. I mean, we're talking about something that's actually at the end of the day, very, you know, a lot of it can be you know interpreted as very black and white, but the majority of it's subjective. Look at the Beatles. They're falling out. By having their words saying we're bigger than Jesus. 
that got them boycotted and shut down and tours canceled and venues not taking them in and put a huge hiccup within them within their career at the height of their career and at the end of the day that was an interpret that 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 came down to interpretation how people decided to hear that versus what they were actually saying as a comparison they were talking about a level of popularity amongst the youth and at the time the beatles were more popular than jesus christ and the bible and christianity or catholicism was as far as kids wanting to go to their concerts versus wanting to go to church well yeah absolutely here's one for you i mean where, where's all the woke people for you know fucking jesus christ and god i mean they said in the bible they supported slaves I haven't yet to get a, I haven't got a left woke fucking person against Jesus and God. I'm interested in that. I like, you know, you can come to the forefront. I'd love to talk to you, but interesting that, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's an arbitrary rule. It's picked and choose. It's cherry picking at its, uh, at its, at its, at the very least. Um, But more than that, it's really damaging. Earlier I was talking about, Political people in in our our modern climate that are talking about I didn't like what you supported somebody and that I didn't support. We should start looking at what do we do with you? Should we should we is there charges? Should we put people in prison? This is dangerous shit. This is this is third world country shit. And and and, and I know that. You know, a long time ago, liberals, uh, the, the left were supposed to stand for liberal ideas, you know, free speech. Um, they're supposed to fight for the, the little guy. Um, n- now it's who can I beat down? I, I want to punch down on something. But, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Michael Keaton, great actor, by the way. I, I, I fucking love that guy. Absolutely. One of my and, favorite dudes. Underrated. And, Absolutely, uh, totally underrated. Uh, you know, Michael Keaton comes on screen. Uh, I always just feel like, you know, one of my family members just came home. You know, uh, he literally of- looks like my uncle. I'm not gonna lie. I got an <laughs> uncle Richard. I got an uncle Richard. It's like when I saw him in American Assassin, I was like, yo, what? It was crazy. It, it's a, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when Michael Keaton was at the uh, Academy Awards, he made the terrible error of mixing two films uh, that were uh, African-American produced and and, uh, and performed. Uh, Hidden Figures is up for nominations that year and also Fences. And so when he went to talk about um, these movies, he said Hidden Fences. And of course, Cancel Michael Keaton came up and people were outraged to which, you know, Michael Keaton had to come out and, apologize and he said i i feel very badly and i and i hurt people's feelings um listen you woke fucking left people you made batman cry and 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 that doesn't get a pass with me like the guy made an error it's an error of a of a, of a movie title and, and and you have to come out and apologize because you having like you just couldn't well let's take a look at the scenario here is this guy not at a like podium in front of hundreds of like esteemed high powered colleagues with cameras on him and big 
blooming stage lights. I mean, who can perform under that pressure regularly? So all these people who are going, hey, that guy fucked up and we got to burn him down for that. There's no way you could get up there and try and say anything and not be like, you know what I mean? Most people wouldn't be able to even handle the the environment in which that's coming down. How can you not give way to the human aspect of human error and go, oh, you know what? Dude's in his like 60s and he made a little mistake while he was in a high pressure situation. Granted, celebrities are used to that kind of stuff. But you know what? That's also not for us to dictate a level of comfortability in. There are some celebrities who are completely shy. Like look at Harrison Ford in an interview. That's how you know that guy's actually a great actor because his, his, his roles are always charismatic. You see him in an interview. It's like talking to a wall with a really nice haircut. Right, right, right. It's just like wet drywall. Um it's it's also frightening too that we're no longer you know, people are no longer making these movies with the intention to cr- create art. Um, you know, years ago, uh, was it ninety nine? Uh, Boys don't cry comes out. Um, Hillary Swank, uh, Swank, that's it, Swank, and Swank, Swank. and you, you know what? Swank. And she, you know, plays the, to, to my knowledge, uh, you know, one of the first uh, transgender people that are on screen. And it was a great performance, riveting Absolutely. performance. You know, nowadays, uh, everybody's woke on if, you know, oh, here, I'll give you one more example. Um, Anne Hathaway had to apologize recently because in her new movie, whatever the fuck it is, she ends up playing somebody that has lost fingers on her hand. She, her appendages are lost. And of course that, that reaches out to everybody that, you know, maybe that role should have went to somebody that actually lost appendages. So let me, let me just say this for all that are listening and, and uh, maybe you're confused by this. It's called fucking acting. It's acting for a reason. Acting requires you to take on something that you yourself don't actually have embody embody <laughs> and 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 you put that into matter for people to watch and and like what what am i fucking like am i losing my mind here no uh, like let's take a look um and and hathaway um great actress um i'm I would, I would, I would hope to think, okay, that if there was an equal caliber, caliber actress out there who had that, um, whatever you want to call it, disfigurement, disability, or, you know, that, you know, um, amputeeism, that they would have selected that person. But was that person there to audition for the role? Did they have an agent who was like, Hey, check out this screenplay. It's totally you. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not too upset that Christopher Reeve didn't get to be in the Bone Collector. Whoa, that is a very, very steep point, my <laughs> friend. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and and now do we now do we have to go back and get an apology from Denzel and be like, hey man, um, you know, Chris was around when you did this one. What what's up with you? Um, that's pretty cheap shot. Hey, like why don't you why don't you give right. other people an opportunity? Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I'd like to to know uh, why, uh, you know, Christopher Reeves passed on the Bone Collector. Here's an idea: he wasn't right for the part because because not everything, you know, it's interesting for the for the 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 the, the liberal left, the woke left that was all about 
you know, not seeing color, not seeing uh, uh, disabilities. Now that's all they see. Mm-hmm. Like they now they can't fucking help it. Now it's honestly, it's everywhere they look, they're looking for something to be outraged by. Like you don't get to be more outraged than the victims that are that have oh, happened absolutely. to you. You don't get that. And and you know, here's a good point about the like that I would like to make about how arbitrary it is. And and something that I think kind of goes a little beyond that. How come you don't hear people discussing song lyrics anymore? You don't hear anyone talking about crazy hardcore offensive rap lyrics like it like like they did in the nineties. You don't hear people talking about Slayer's lyrical content. I mean, if you read their lyrics, it's like a blueprint for serial killing. But here's the thing: they don't care about it because they're not paying attention to it because they don't like it. So therefore they don't tune into it. They don't subscribe in one. And in a sense, they boycott it, but over here, rather than boycotting it or not subscribing, they tune into it. They look for it and they try and tear it down. Why? How arbitrary, how, how ambivalent can you be? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you know, years ago when I was growing up, I mean, you know, fuck the police and uh, from NWA, you know, all these uh, provocative uh, rap groups, uh, that came out and were saying all this stuff, you know, that was warping, warping the children's mind. War, war, yeah. Warping the children's minds. And I, I remember when Simpsons was uh, as, as George senior put it, you know, uh, warping the children's, uh, the, the ideals of the American family. That's, that's the shit that they were. Barbara Bush was saying that shit. And, you know, it's, it, it's, that's, where does that go they used to have that like all the time you know tv warps these these lyrics and then then it's nothing and it dies down for a while and then somebody comes up with something provocative like fucking wet ass pussy and 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 now it's like ooh, but because it's a female now singing it so they don't like that shit because oh my god liberation of women fuck that well and, and and here's a funny thing you have someone who's trying to speak about Simpsons in that current era at time, right? And that's because Simpsons had aspects of political satire. But at the same time, running at the same prime time on the same network, when these very people who are picking about the Simpsons, we got married with children. There was nobody. And that was, and at least Simpsons had a moral. Married with children has no moral to the story. It's just a bunch of fuckery that happens. Granted, hilarious. And I, I'm a fan of the program. But Simpsons had a moral to it and it had it had humanity to it. And there was there was an, an ethic going on behind every obscurity that was taking place there. And, and people want to shoot down Apu and all these other characters while it's stereotyping. Every character in that show, when no matter the color or ethnic background, is a fucking stereotype from the boat captain to the science nerd to the fat comic book guy. And all of those characters are white, by the way. Or yellow, rather, right? And that's the thing. How are how are we even discussing these as colors when they're actually animation? I mean, this is this is a, a not even a, a world of realism, right? Well, and I I also appreciate the fact that uh, you know Bush Senior uh, wants to talk about the you know the fabric of you know the kids and the you know the U.S. families and stuff, and you know meanwhile he's just being a war criminal. Um, so, you know, get Bart Simpson, you know, fucking don't have a cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this is, and again, it comes down to pursuits. Just think of the energy. Just think of what could be accomplished for such, for something that's actually noble. And and going back to what you had said before, these people do have lives. I mean, you have Tom Hanks being smeared because 
people are drawing these far reaching conclusions. You can't, you can't go ahead. Like this is, we don't live in a world where that substantiates as fact, where a bunch of spread opinion qualifies as actual fact. We live in a system and in a society where you have to prove what the fuck it is you're saying beyond a reasonable doubt. And if you can't do that, you should probably shut the fuck up. I mean, that's just me. Absolutely. You know, and uh, absolutely. To probably further to that, you know, part of how I see this is we are where we are today because we have people, and, and this is my generation, I guess Gen X. Uh, I grew up in the 70s and 80s as a kid. Um, you know, we ended up having our own children and somewhere along the line, not for myself, somewhere along the wiring gets fucking crossed. And bulldozer parenting and helicopter parenting come in and they and they remove all the obstruction for their children. You don't want your kids to get hurt. What the fuck does that mean? You don't want your kids to get hurt. It's part of life. Yes, you're going to get bumps and scars along the way. You're going to get your feelings hurt. But we, we, we can't live in a society where. Feelings are never wrong, Absolutely. right? Because the heart, ne- because the heart never was wrong, Absolutely. right? It's always right. Follow your heart, Jimmy. Like, what the fuck? Well, and that doesn't set them up for a realistic view of how the world's going to treat you going forward. What? What? Here, here's something that I like to take into. I've never lost. I've only learned. And if I didn't learn, I had to lose again until I did. So when it comes to getting hurt, that's a fact of life. And what you have to be able to build and develop is the character in which to deal with that. You know, and if so, the first time it happens, you bump your knee, you scrape your knee when you fell off the bike and you screamed and you cried and you hugged your knee and mom and dad came over and they kissed it better and they put a band, you know, a bandaid on your boo-boo. And then the second time it happened, you know, they said, okay, buddy, we've been here before. And they just kind of dusted the gravel off and they didn't kiss it better, but they got you a Band-Aid. Third time it happened, they say, okay, come with me. You know what to do. Grab the Band-Aid out. You teach them how to develop and cope on their own to be able to handle those situations. So the next time when they've learned how to ride the bike and they're off with their buddies Absolutely. on the trail, they hurt themselves. They know what to do. And they're not sitting there crying, waiting for mommy and daddy. And and I'm and I'm not going to generalize it to put it into generations, but you're right. I think what has come down to is that parent uh, parents of today who grew up with strict parents who were hard on them and who were very disciplinarian and authoritarian, they don't want their kids to be living in uh, uh, you know a presumed household like that. People generally try to not emulate the parents, and they usually hate you know when it's like, oh, you remind me of just like your dad. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a, a lot of the time. And therefore, they're trying to do the opposite of, of, of how they were brought up and they were raised, and it becomes too cushioned. And when you do that, you're creating a society of victims. Now, the problem with that right. is, is when you have a society of victims, you're going to create a larger society of bullies on the opposite end of the spectrum, because there's always somebody who's willing to take advantage of a victim. And if a person's looking like a victim, basic dog psychology here, my man, I'll take it from the, the Bodhi lesson of, of, of uh, karma is uh, dog psychology is weakness draws aggression. And in, in, in this world, you have to be tough. And I'm not saying that you have to be insensitive or that you have to be unemotional, but it means that you have to know how to deal with circumstances that are going to fuck you over. And that's mentally and physically. And if you've been coddled and if you've been, if you've been babied and your hands been held through it the entire way, when you're by yourself in that moment, you are going to be lost and you don't want to feel like that. Uh, Neo, as always, uh, pleasure, 
uh, having you on. Uh, I, you know, I love ripping into uh, these topics with you. Um, I hope you are willing to come back with us and uh, share some insight uh, on our oh, next yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Earlier this month, a wide varied group of thinkers, writers, and philosophers from Salman Rushdie, J.K. Rowling, Barry Weiss, and notably Noam Chomsky signed an open letter to Harper Magazine denouncing this particular cancel culture movement. They didn't describe it as cancel culture, instead a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. We are becoming the culture where we no longer wish to hear any view that goes against our own contentious beliefs. Of course, not long after this was signed, the woke left showed up right on schedule to hashtag cancel Chomsky. This is rich. These young new activists are going to try to out Chomsky Chomsky. This last year, we have set, we have seen celebrities eat their own selves to call it their own actions. Like when Canadian Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds and his wife apologized for their wedding being celebrated in what was a slave plantation. Canadian Deadpool made sure to say, it's something we'll always be deeply and unreservedly sorry for. Now the Terminators are programmed to self-terminate, which sounds like a good idea until you realize you're only left with an onslaught of shitty sequels and convoluted timelines. Don't get me started on Terminator Salvation. Okay, so what's the crime here? That these two rich celebrities located a place on Pinterest and wanted to exchange a loving commitment to one another? This entire world is riddled with the grave markings of the inhumane and the oppressed. Liberals used to stand for liberal ideas, freedom of speech, equality for women, freedom to exercise your religion, and freedom to exit one. Justin Trudeau, however, has other views towards this as he told us to carefully limit our expression as free Canadians when denouncing the public beheading of teacher Samuel Patty near Paris. Patty, of course, had shown his class some of the Charlie Hedbo cartoons that inspired the 2015 massacre. Let's take a moment and wonder how we got so backwards. We either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. The denouncement, the real cancel culture we all need to focus on is condemning these horrific acts of extremists out loud. That as Canadians, we fight for real liberal principles and not discourage us from condemning these acts. I'll leave you with a Michael Douglas quote. America isn't easy. America's advanced citizenship, you got to want it bad because it's going to put up a fight. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs, that of which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as the land of the free? Then the symbol of your country cannot just be a flag. The symbol also has to be one of its citizens exercising his right to burn that flag in protest. Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classrooms. Then you can stand up and sing about the land of the free. I'm Rorik Yackle, and that's the Yak. This has been The President's Neck is Missing, your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world. Catch these idiots once again in our next episode. 